Welcome back to Side Piece Show. Whoa, whoa, or should I say, Jen Shaw? Holy shit. I know you guys missed my singing. I'm sorry. I apologize. I know you also were crying yourself to sleep yesterday because I was a day late getting this episode out. My apologies. I was literally shocktastic. Lee in shock from the Jen Shaw. You guys, I had so many stories that I wanted to tell you that was been happening like with me, but Jen Shaw takes the cake. Okay. What happening? Oh my gosh. I was not expecting that curveball. I was never, ever expecting her to plead guilty. At first, when it popped up on social media, I was like thinking this was a joke, like someone made up this transcript about what Jen Shaw was saying in court. But then, of course, the whole the news was everywhere. I was not expecting this, and I honestly can't believe she pled guilty. I thought she was going to go into court like guns a-blazing every single time, I mean, they are replaying the last season when she is screaming and yelling on the bus. Like, I am not guilty. They have nothing on me. Like, screaming at everybody and anybody. Like, pleading her case that she did nothing. She is not guilty. I just did not see this coming. I wonder why she did it. Is she going to get a lesser, you know, sentencing? Because she's just giving in. Like something has to be going on behind the scenes or her lawyers are basically like, you're screwed. Just like take it and go. So insanity, like are they catching this on the show? When does this go down? I just, I cannot believe, I can't even fathom what is going through like her family's mind, the other cast's mind. It's it's crazy. And I feel so badly for her sons, you know, to not, as again, as a mom, to not be able to see your kids and not to have your kids be able to see you, like I can't even imagine. But I don't know who I was talking to on the show. Oh, Dana Wilkie. Go figure. She, of course, she knows all the tea on everybody. You know, she was like, people will do anything and everything to just be a housewife. Like it doesn't matter what they risk, their marriage, kids, you know, literally their freedom. I mean, People will go crazy doing anything to just be on the housewife show and to be a quote housewife. And it this proves it. I mean, you got to know that you're going to get busted. If you're doing shady shit in the background, I don't care if it's an affair. I don't care if it's Jen Shaw to this extreme or anything else. You have to know when you're going on a national or even international TV show, they're going to find it. I mean, they find things tweets and texts and Facebook posts that you did 10 years ago. They're not going to find this. I just, the whole thing blows my mind. I think I'm still in shock. So, um, yeah, I'm so trying to wrap my head around that. So much has been going on. I'm so sorry again for being a day late. I know I ever, I always come out with my new episode on Wednesdays, but you guys, the day lateness, I promise will be so freaking worth it. Before I tell you who my beyond crazy madness guest this week is, I got to thank you, of course, 
because I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for the love, the support, for tuning in every week, even when I'm a day late. Thank you for always being there. All your amazing comments on social media for messaging me that you love the podcast and the guests. And like it just, I know I say it every week, it just warms my heart as dork as that sounds. It makes me so happy that you guys are happy listening to it and the guests and everything else. So a million thank yous. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, telling all of your peeps to do the same. A million thank yous. I love you. And I will see you for sure next Wednesday. My guest today, you have waited, what, 14 years it maybe has been to see her again. She is the one and only dinner party from hell woman who blew up that party and blew up the scene. And literally, other than Teresa and the table flip, the most iconic dinner party that has ever hit Bravo, like a brick to the face. It took me a very long time to get a special guest, but she was so worth the wait. You guys are going to freak out when you know that my guest today is the one, the only, the medium with the most, the most amazing amazing dinner party from hell woman who started that party ablaze. It is the one, the only, Alison Dubois. So nice to see you. Nice to see you too. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks. I'm so excited for a million reasons. Yes. I'm like a, a crazy Bravo fan, but I just like love love, love, love everything in like your world. Oh, thank you. I just think it's so cool. And I, you know, it's, I was thinking about this as you were coming on, I've actually never talked about this on my podcast that I've been doing for about a year. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing, and I know it's not the exact same, but me personally, I've been seeing a, like a healer for like five years. Yeah. I literally, owe so much in my world to her. I mean, mended relationships. I swear I would not have had my two babies if it weren't for her. Like sure. it's insanity how much I respect, love, admire, and like so into all of this. Besides the fact that I've been seeing, seeing this woman who is like my godsend, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was so excited to just talk to you on that level. But on top of Bravo, being a huge Bravo fan, you guys, let me just tell you what this woman has done, okay? So, of course, everyone that's a Bravo fan knows you as, like, the woman from the ultimate part dinner party ever on Bravo, okay? But let me just start with what a badass you are and what you've been doing and still are doing. You guys, she started Dead University. Um, six books you have written. Yeah host of the Dead Life podcast, created a YouTube channel called The Real Housewives of Astrology. So dope. Um, (laughs) A TV show, The Medium, based around you. You guys, if that's not enough, 130 episodes, seven seasons. Yes. Allison, are you freaking kidding me? Like your resume, 
<laughs> I've been around a while. <laughs> okay. First of all, what's crazier, a TV show based around you or the fact that you are a part of the craziest dinner party ever that's on, ever been on Bravo? Mm, uh, that's a good question. So I would like to think that the work I actually did with the <laughs> law enforcement matters more than some bitchy housewives, but I guess you'd have to ask your audience. So I know, unfortunately it might be the latter. <laughs> You're like, look at what I've done. And this freaking crazy ass dinner party. That's yeah. Insane. So the YouTube the Royal Housewives of Astrology, what even got that going? It's kind of funny because obviously I'm into astrology because of my profession. And so I read the energies and um, actually I post them on my Facebook fan page and my Instagram so people can follow what's going on with world events. But for me, the astrology had more to do with, I just wanted to show beautiful women's faces representing the signs. So I selected a woman who is each sign to represent her sign. Right. And I had Allison Penn, who's an amazing uh, face painter come in. She's an artist, really an artist. I don't want to minimize her. And she painted them. I had to be Aquarius because Aquarius didn't show up. So <laughs> of course my Aquarius model. Of course and you had to do it. Of yeah. Course. And my youngest daughter, Sophia grew up on the set of medium and she got a degree in film and communications. She does a lot of our film editing and our video work. She said, mom, this would be so funny if you showed them in a really cliche manner, each sign, you know, just over the top of what people think of each sign as, but in a housewife's form. And I said, that could be fun. So we did it. Obviously we didn't, name anybody or make it about the episode I was on. It was just cliche of housewives in general and their formula that they have of inviting people, sort of ambushing them, feeding them a bunch of alcohol, taking the cars away so you can't leave wherever you're at while you're filming. And, uh, and then saying, Hey, I know we got in a fight last night. We should have lunch and talk about how much we hate each other. <laughs> and so that's pretty much been their formula. And I'm just so, I'm so not about it. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> that is incredible. So it's still going on right now though. You're this YouTube. Oh yeah. It's up. If people want to check it out and check out their sign. So I, we just put it up really. I was just photographing the women for my, um, social media. Sophia wanted to do the video and I was like, well, we already have the, the artist here. We already have the people here. So we wrote scripts for them and just had them sort of go off on each other. But as signs will go off on one another, uh, picking at each other's weaknesses. That's incredible. Okay. <laughs> so you have that, which is amazing. You have your podcast, which you're still doing. Yeah. The dead life the dead life. You have freaking dead university. So yeah. what started, why did you start dead university? I've had people for, um, about 20 years asking me if I'd mentor them and I don't have time to individually mentor people right. <laughs> of, to want to, who have abilities and want to be better at what they do. And when we were in COVID, I thought I have time now to, put the school together. It's not easy to like create a program no. for, for a school. So I had to decide and define what a mediumship 
program would look like for them. So I started with the beginners course and I, I created that and I have 80 students uh, now around the world that um, follow my program. I created what we call a classroom for them, which is an online Q&A where once a week they can ask me, you know, something about their mediumship abilities that maybe they don't understand or they can't deal with. I've had several of them graduate and become professional mediums, which makes me really proud. Um, I also provide an ethical code for them in not ambushing people in grocery store, store parking lots. You only tell people something if they've asked. But once they open the door, as we know, <laughs> the door is open. Wait, will people, if they recognize you, do they come up and they're like, read me? Oh, no. People actually, they know I have boundaries with the living and the dead. I think people get that about me. So um, most people are smarter than to come up and actually say, what are you getting on me? Um, every now and then I'll get somebody on social media from another country or something that'll say, what's going to happen with my boyfriend? And I just send them the link to my booking assistant. <laughs> it's like, uh, so yeah, I'm more uh, organized than that. I'm an Aquarius. I was born with borders and boundaries in my energy that I don't, uh, that I try not to get, let people cross. But I also added for dead university, I just added an astrology professor and I added a heal, a healer as a healing professor. And so I'm pretty excited for the people that are more interested in learning that, that they'll have the best teaching them how to go about it. But I just wanted people with mediumship abilities to know there's a time and a place. And the thing about the episode that sort of irked me is that wasn't the time or the place because right. it's a very intimate thing to ask personal questions about yourself. But since she asked, I answered and she just didn't like the answer. So can't really I mean, do much about that. That is insane. Okay. So going to that, do, do you even care? Like there's so much, again, the whole healing process and what you're doing. Do you get asked about that episode and like the dinner party still? I have people come to my events just to shake my hand because they loved me so much in the episode. So that that's kind of nice. Um, they, they look at me as somebody who actually speaks their mind and didn't edit themselves in a time where everybody was editing themselves. And now that people are like, be yourself, those are the worst people. If they say be yourself, they mean be the version of you that I want you to be. And those are just block and deletes, like disappear. I don't know you doesn't matter, but there's so far and few between on the people that are negative the people who are big fans because of that show. <laughs> I'm happy to meet them and I'm happy to have them at my events, my book signings and stuff. But I worked really hard to get the Amber Alert passed in Arizona and serve on the task force to design that um, in 2000. I've worked so many murders. I've read 350 people a year for 22 years. I've toured 150 times. I just find that appearance was not, uh, well, I guess it had to happen because I do believe everything happens for a reason. Right. I would never spend time in their energy again, no matter how much anybody paid me. So that was just a one and done. And it was a four hour dinner from hell for sure. 
I like can't even my whole, you're probably like, what a psycho, close your mouth. Literally, you guys, you can't see me. <laughs> my mouth is like jaw. I literally wanted to like pick my job. I just like everything that you are saying. I just like, I'm sweating. I'm so excited about all of this. Every <laughs> ounce of you and what you've done is like so freaking thrilling and amazing to me. It is insane. Like you said, you just went through another, I started with slight, a little resume of what you've done. You just threw out like this, like I'm saying the ABCs, another whole resume. And yet people will be like, tell me about how it was with Camille yeah. and Kyle. Is yeah. that nuts to you? Um, well, no, I mean, I get it. There's some people that just really, it's how they mentally check out as they watch Bravo and they'll say, this to me all the time. It makes them feel better about their own lives when they watch the women on Bravo's lives unfold. So I get that needing to watch like stupid entertainment is a necessity for all of us with, you know, a lot going on around the world and in our lives. And I totally get it. But yeah, when people ask, are you still friends with Camille? I'm like, uh, no, would you be? Cause I'm not a doormat. So no. It's pretty easy, pretty cut and dry. Wait a minute. And I think okay. people forget that was 12 years ago. Wait, oh my, I, you know, what I was trying to do when it happened 12. That years. was in 2010 that we filmed that. And I look back, I'm like, Jesus, I was, it was 12 years ago. Literally my 22 year old was 10 years old. That's <laughs> was, insane. Like that is <laughs> insane. Yeah. So. You have done all of this, right? Like the show had already started, right? Yeah. Like we, uh, we were, the show was getting ready to end. We knew the seventh season was the last one. So yeah, that was, we were, Medium had been on for six years before that. So you legit have a TV show based yeah, around hit you. TV show like, for sure. Who the hell can say that ever? Yeah. Nobody. You have yeah. a TV show based around you. And then how did you even get hooked up though? You obviously knew Camille. I knew Camille because I was friends with her ex-husband, Kelsey. He's an ex, he's an executive producer on medium. He's an EP. He was an EP on medium. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was in medium. He played the devil. <laughs> he was an EP. You pit. What did you do? Pitch him or take it to. Um, no, the way I met Kelsey was I was being studied by scientists at a university. They were trying to figure out how I was doing what I was doing. So they were studying some of their stronger mediums and Paramount contacted them and said, send us some of your best mediums. They wanted us to compete on a show called the Oracle. And so we all went to LA and competed against like 120 other people from around the world, from runes, astrology, um, profiling, just psychics that aren't mediums, mediums. So we were all competing against each other. I was in my twenties at the time. And I just looked at the people I was competing against and none of them looked like me. I, you know, I was interning in homicide to be a prosecutor I was taking my LSATs. I just graduated from college and 
um, late with three kids under five, uh, drop mic moment for women uh, out there. Come on, you, we can do anything. Hi, I have a four and a three-year-old. I just like shit my pants just with that. Three yeah, right. five. Okay, <laughs> done. They're a I lot get, of work. They're a lot it. of work. It was hard to write um, reports for sure. But um, so I, I went and competed and it just, I became one of the five, four or five oracles at the end that they said, and every day, they just send people home who you'd become friends with. So you're bonding with people in all this time while you're filming. And they're like, you're with us. They're not with us. Pack your things. You're gone. And they'd go. And now that'd be like great television. But back then they didn't even film that part. Um, and so I ended up being their profiler Oracle and it was with the studio audience. So we made this pilot and it didn't get picked up and Charles Shaughnessy hosted it and Kelsey Grammer, uh, he was there and we sort of became friends and I asked him to write a blurb for my first book. Don't kiss them goodbye, you know, for the jacket of the book. Right. And he said, I'd be glad to. And I think it was about six months later, I got a call from his assistant and she said, I was actually by the pool with my three kids playing and they were swimming. And she said, Kelsey wants to make a show based on your life. And I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, so that's how it started. And I, I was 32 then. So that was enormous for me, not just to be studied by scientists, not just to just beat all of these people in the ethereal competing against them and uh, sit on the task force for the Amber Alert. Like this was all happening in the same year and um, graduating. And then they're like, yeah, two years later, we want to make a show based on your life was a little overwhelming. And I was working cases then, but I was a jury consultant for the prosecution. And when the show came out, people recognized me and I couldn't do it anymore. And it's what I really love doing. So you're like, uh, I'm sorry, my kid just crapped her pants. Can you call me back about that show that you want to make around my life? Were you just like, what in the actual hell are you talking about? It was the beginning of a very long roller coaster ride. And it's ironic because my name, Allison, means of sacred fame. And I always wondered what that meant as a little girl. And then to grow up and have this life, it's just been so, uh, I feel like I'm here for a reason. Even, you know, the whole housewives thing that happened for whatever reason, sometimes you need somebody to throw a match on a bridge and burn it down. And I was the match. <laughs> you were, you were beyond the, you. Yeah. The match. That's like saying it like lightly. Are you freaking <laughs> that? So you're like, sure, let's do this TV show about my life. Yeah. So, um, so we made medium Patricia Arquette was cast to play me. And um, I remember being on the set of Frasier and it was when Frasier was wrapping up and um, Kelsey and Glenn Karen and the whole powers that be came walking towards me and, and they said, NBC picked up your show. And I, yeah, it was just one thing after another. It was too overwhelming to wrap my head around that they were hiring actresses to play my children. They were hiring an actor to play my husband. They were writing my life and it was playing out every week on television. And part of the behind the scenes that people don't understand is I'd look at the script sometime and say, what the hell is that? And like, I'd shoot an email off to our creator and say, 
where did that come from? Not that everything could be accurate to my life, but um, don't cast a family member in a bad light. Don't, yeah. don't go there. And so when people think how great it'd be to have a show based on your life, you're giving up control creatively of your life to writers. And I well, don't think people recognize that. Yeah. So like they're writing the script on your life. How right. much like say input writing did you have in it? I was a consultant on the show and it was supposed to be slightly based on don't kiss some goodbye. My first book. Um, so they did, they included the professor that studies people with abilities. They had my brother, Michael played, uh, on the show. They showed flashbacks to cases I've worked. Uh, all of the cases weren't cases I've worked. I hadn't worked as many as I have now because I was 32 then. Right. <laughs> Right. I had just started down that path a couple of years before. So yeah. And I felt too young to have a show based on me. And I used to say that to them. I feel kind of yet like I'm not interesting enough or I haven't lived long enough to deserve it. You know, I just felt like, but I get it now and I, I'm older and I look back and it's still, it's fascinating. And I say to my husband, Joe, I can't believe that's my life. We're so lucky to have the life that we have. And I wouldn't trade it for anything, any amount of money. I'd rather have an interesting life than a wealthy one. I mean, seven, if anyone in the entertainment world knows, like every, I've talked to people too. They're like, like I talked to Brian Austin from 90210, who yeah. is one of the biggest shows too. We right? had like, Jason Priestley from 90210 on as a serial killer in our show. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. It scratched so many itches for me. We had Molly Ringwald. I'm like, oh, my teen queen. <laughs> just so Jennifer Lawrence played me as a teenager. I've been portrayed by two Academy Award winning actresses. If I died now, I'd be happy. I got I mean, Patricia. I got Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, cool. Who was like the coolest that was like in the show or anyone? Okay. Well, I'm a little, um, Miguel Sandoval played the DA and he and I at the parties used to dance together <laughs> and I really loved his energy. He's just such a real person, but just so much fun. So it'd be really hard to say because they were all cool. Patricia's way nicer than I am. And I said that when I met her, she had Birkenstocks on and a knapsack over her shoulder and I wore suits and carried a gun. I was like, how's this going to work? Um, she's so nice and so sweet. I'm like, how are you going to put people away in the show or give them a death penalty when you're so nice? And so she always had a good answer though. And it was okay, but, um, she definitely was a softer version of me. I mean, you're 32 at the time. Yeah. With three kids under five. Yeah. Working. That's insane. Every well, now, now they were under nine, <laughs> three kids under nine. <laughs> it's still whatever. It doesn't matter. That's it's fine. all madness. Three kids, period. Right. Yeah. I mean, who cares? That's insane. And then you're just getting picked up season after season right. after season where you just like how everyone just loves this show and it keeps getting picked up and keeps getting yeah. picked up. It was insane how much it was loved. And I, I, I take some credit for the younger generations being super open now because yeah. they grew up on it. 
And it was so big that when we debuted to like 18 million people for a pilot episode, which in January, which doesn't happen, they picked up another show that they'd passed on that had a spiritual theme to it too. And I'm like, you're welcome. That's <laughs> insane. All I can't even believe through too. So Kelsey is your EP in yeah. it, obviously. Mm -hmm. So then obviously you got to be, know him very well. And then that's yes. how you met Camille. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he and I became friends. He'd call me and just talk and it got, it got, nor it became normal for my phone to ring and it be somebody famous. And my kids just kind of were used to it. Didn't really think anything of it going to the Hamptons and staying at his house and Sophia, our youngest, taking the elevator up with his daughter to her room to have her first sleepover and, you know, for Fourth of July weekend, like things like that became normal to them walking the gold carpet at Disneyland's 50th anniversary with Kelsey and Julie Andrews. Like they just, and I kind of like that because our girls see people as people. Right. They don't see them for what they have, they don't see them for what they can do for them. They see them as people and they treat them that way. And I like it, you know, that's, growing up around, it can be healthy. Right. That's insane. So like you're doing this, you have this crazy life yeah. with Kelsey, who is like the biggest TV star on the planet. Yeah. yeah. His wife is doing, so Beverly Hill, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was just starting then. It was the first season. Right. So I hadn't seen it and I didn't know who these women were. Uh, and, and Kelsey said this, this woman, Kyle's beating up on my wife on television, you know, she's being, you know, what, um, could you go with her for this episode so that she has a friend there that can help her be, you know, defender, uh, because she's not very good at doing that individually herself. And so he asked me to do that episode and it was sort of a rub later because it turned out he was having an affair at that time and the episode being filmed, I think he wanted that as a distraction for her. So in hindsight, I looked back and I was just, I Ew. was done with it. I said, Beverly Hills, there's no real, real friends there. It's what people can do for you or what you have. And I, and that was a little disappointing. There were some real people there that was, it wasn't all the people, but the industry that I was in, that's what it is. And I said, we got to go back to Arizona. This is not, this is no place for, for our girls to turn into. I didn't want them to turn into that. I was staring at those women's faces thinking, this is what mothers kind of groom their daughters to become. And I didn't want my girls to be, I wanted them to go to college and graduate, which they did. I wanted them to have careers in whatever made them happy and not rely on a man. You were like, okay, I have a TV show based around me that's going into it's what sixth, seventh season. Yeah. Sure. I'll go do this random show with your <laughs> Well, wife. I lived in Beverly Hills, so it wasn't that far for me. <laughs> so you're like, sure, I'll film this. Yeah. And you were cool with Camille at the time. I knew what she was too, because my astrologer friend, Tom McMullen had run her chart and he said, she only shows loyalty to men. He said, remember that. 
Um, I just didn't realize she'd pre-taped things before any of that. And I thought, well, if I'm not happy there, I'll leave. But they take, they took the car away. Um, I was also invited to a girl's night. That's what they called it, a pizza party and to dress casual. And then I showed up and they were all in like ball gowns. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just one of those moments. I'm like, okay, this is a setup. So since I ate dinner before I came, cause I don't eat with people I don't like. And I was pretty sure I wasn't going to like this. <laughs> um, I went to Casa Vega, got my Mexican on, showed up, rolled up. And, uh, and they have you picked up in a town car so that you don't have your wheels there. It was in Malibu. I was on the side of a mountain. How the hell was I going to get you're not, off? You're, you're not going anywhere. I wasn't going anywhere. And, um, and so I thought, well, if I have to sit there with all these horrible women, I'll just baptize myself. <laughs> <laughs> Martini, go baby. I didn't know how else to kill the pain. It was just so painful to be there. And, you know, normally I don't, I'm not around people with that energy because I surround myself with sort of like energy. A lot of my friends are cops, they're DAs, they're real, real women, you know? And so I was used to women that just are sort of like, Hey, you know, straightforward. I had to stop myself from asking them where they went to college because I, that was one of the first things I was going to ask just to break the ice. <laughs> but then I realized we didn't have any common ground. I was pretty sure. And they, they, they weren't having me there because they actually were interested in me. This was going to be an attack mode, attack style ambush. And um, it was interesting, though. The producers did well in making it look as though Camille was surprised any of this was going on. I don't believe she was. And um, and so, yeah, that was that's what loyalty gets you sometimes. So it just ended the friendship. That was it. Because mostly though, were you more, you're more pissed off at Kelsey though. Yeah. 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 Definitely more pissed off at Kelsey. Because you, um, you guys were the ones that were like, we, the we were friends. And so that, yeah, that was, that was personal, but Camille, I expected that from her. Unfortunately, she can be sweet. Don't get me wrong. She's got a very sweet side. She just, she doesn't have loyalty to anyone unless she's married to him. So then you, oh, God, season one, you don't know anybody. You don't no. know Lisa, who Lisa Vanderpump no. is. Actually, it's funny that you'd say that. We were really good friends uh, with Slash and his wife, Perla, his ex-wife now, Perla. And we went to dinner at Lisa's restaurant before this ever happened. I think it was for my birthday, even, uh, where she had her dog with her. And she came over to the table and Perla introduced us all. So I had just had that one moment where I had met her, but other than that, I didn't, I didn't know any of them. I knew, um, Kyle was the mean one. That's what I was told, uh, going in and that was not wrong. <laughs> and I got to tell you her sister, Kim, though, I liked her. And there's a yeah. point in it where I'm like getting marinated because it was painful. And Kim, 
I don't know what magic carpet she was on, but she was just like, whatever. And I looked at her and we were talking and laughing. I'm like, I like you. And she's like, I like you too. And then Kyle shot her like this huge dirty look. I'm like, guess that's off the table. But um, I liked hanging out with Tia from Escape from Witch Mountain. That was right on to me. <laughs> I was like uh, looking for someone to have fun with there. So nobody, there was no, and Camille was just like, but, but didn't, and I feel like I remember it was like the production was about to wrap. They're like, yeah. this is boring. Yeah. Keep the party, my ass, like this sucks. We're wrapping. Yeah. yeah. And then fireworks start. Yeah. Um, I don't even, I mean, it was 12 years ago. Um, I don't, I think Kyle said, I'm not talking to you, Allison. And I said, oh, but I'm talking to you. And then it like kicked off. If I'm remembering that correctly, I'm sure your listeners would know best. So you're sitting there, you and Kyle are across the table, Camille, Camille's next to you. You're with Adrian, Kim, Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, like the OG of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You don't know anybody. Uh -uh. Was there anybody at all that you were like, she's cool. I can talk to her. Just that one moment with Kim where we were like, this sucks, you know, (laughs) we didn't want to be there. And I felt really bad for Kim going through the season because I was really starting to wonder if family really meant something to anybody there. Kim clearly needed uh, help. uh, And it just seems like they kept putting her on week after week after week. It's like, are you trying to kill her? Because that's what it seemed like. Um, she needs help and this isn't helping her at all. Like this whole like nuts monkey factory that they had created up was not healthy where her head was at the time was not where she needed to be. She needed uh, some help. And I actually am friends with somebody who's really good friends with Kathy Hilton. Oh, right, right, right. And, um, and I hear she's been an extremely instrumental in trying to help through the years. And that, that made me feel better knowing that she had her helping, but, um, family members are priceless, Yeah, you know, no I amount mean- of, of, of points on a show is worth uh, their well-being. So I'm glad that she left. I mean, and then I, oh my God, Faye was there. Camille. So is that, so you knew going in, Kelsey was like, my wife is getting beat up. Right. Does she know Faye was coming? Cause I know Camille kind of had a beef with Faye. Is that another reason I don't, why? I don't know that she knew Faye was coming. That's a good question. She didn't say anything about her before she got there. So I don't know. Faye, it was really hard with her to hold back some of what I wanted to say, because what you saw was sort of an edited version of what I was thinking. But um, she obviously was there as an antagonist. She can dish it out, but she can't take it. Got it. Which is why she left the show. Um, But her friend was murdered and she posed in like not playboy, like hustler. I don't know, whatever women can make their choices, do what you want to do, but that's where her fame comes from. I don't really know what else she's done. I don't know if, you know, I didn't know who she was. I just knew that, um, Nicole Simpson was a friend of hers and, um, and that was it. And I was just, I didn't know why she was there. 
I didn't know why half of them were there. They didn't live in Beverly Hills. Kyle didn't live in Beverly Hills at the time. She lived outside of it. So I, I didn't really understand the shows. They seem to, they seem to bring women in that fit the mold of, of what they're looking for. So whatever. Well, just like, I know this could be, well, you didn't know the dress code. Obviously you thought you were going to freaking have some beer and pizza. <laughs> no, I was told to dress casual. It was just a girl's night. By the way, which is so rich. And not, I didn't mean to say rich either, but like no, I know Beverly Hills and that's yeah. like of all of them to say dress casual, nothing about Beverly Hills. The funny thing is I lived in Beverly Hills and I'd run into like Charo who was on the love boat for right. years with no makeup on at CVS. So people really from there seem very down to earth, right? It's the people that made their money and then came in there that often have something to prove. Um, I guess I'll say that. Do you think, had you not been so marinated Hmm. that you would have like, did you think at some point this is getting annoying? I am going to probably say something or is just because you're like, I'm bored. I'm over this. Let's just go. Let's just get something going. Um, no, it wasn't that I wanted to just get something going, but I wasn't going to sit there and be a doormat. I was there four hours. You know, I'm going to say something that was a long four hours. And, um, so no, it wasn't intentional. At some point you forget the cameras are there and you just don't care anymore. And I just didn't care. Um, when I'm asked a question by somebody who keeps pressing it about their life, I'm, especially when I'm kind of a prisoner (laughs) in the home. Uh, yeah, I told Kyle something she didn't want to hear. And honestly, I just, I wish she'd follow her path. I hope she's happy. It's like, go be happy. Stop talking about it. It's all good. I don't wish her ill. I actually hope she kind of reaches some enlightenment. Did you read anyone that we didn't see? Obviously they show Kyle because it was like, that's what made everything pop. But was anyone like on you? Like anyone else really? Like, did you read anybody else that they didn't show? No. 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 Was anyone like, let's wrap it up. It's in four hours. Or were you like to Camille? Were you like, Camille, what are we doing? Can we go? At that point, I just didn't care. I didn't care. It was, um, I was so over it. What's harder for you to swallow that you having to be stuck there for four hours or Michigan beating the Buckeyes, Michigan beating the Buckeyes is harder to swallow. Um, the four hours that I was there was just, um, I came home and I crawled into bed with Joe and I said, honey, I think I did something bad. (laughs) And he was like, he, I mean, I've always been me. I mean, I'm a redhead. Joe says God marks the dangerous ones so you can see him coming. That was no surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um and I I have really strong girlfriends in my life. So if we go back and forth on each other, we can all take it. I wasn't used to such fragility in people with their egos. And it's not that they were my I wasn't trying to be friends. I was just trying to get through the the dinner. Um, and then I had the Butler that all just called Jeeves that was there. And every time my glass got half empty, he'd fill it up. 
And another reason I know it was a setup is I actually hung out at the polo lounge quite a lot. Yeah. Never, never saw Kyle there, but, um, a lavender lemon drop is my drink. And that's what I'd go to the polo lounge to get. And she asked me what I'd like to drink for the dinner party. And she's like, I'll have them make the lavender lemon drops for you. And I said, great. And they turned out to be these huge um, glasses of, I don't know what, it wasn't my typical lavender lemon drop, but at the time I saw it as an escape. And anyone that has been stress drinking in their life knows A, it's a mistake and um, B, it happens. We do it. <laughs> so It happens. Unfortunately, that time there were cameras there, but if that fight took place just at a regular dinner party, nobody'd care. Nobody'd care. No glasses were thrown. No tables were knocked over. No one got punched in the face. It was words. Get over it. It is what it is. Move on. It's just, it, it happened. Is it crazy though, that you're like, I am a part of this dinner party. That is the most, literally the most iconic in all of housewife other than maybe Teresa's table flip. You know, it made me really happy that Andy had his new year's Eve debacle this year where he did all that drinking on the air and got fired because I think now maybe he understands how it feels to have that happen to you. Maybe he can empathize with the women on the shows over the years and what they've actually experienced. It's so a then, lot. So then afterwards, they put the cameras down. You, they, the girls leave. You and Camille are there. What's mm -hmm. Camille saying? Is she laughing? Is she like, good oh, job? She was laughing. She's laughing. No, she was, excuse me. My, my allergies are both. <laughs> You're allergic to my lunaticness of excited, <laughs> she, like spazzliness. She was, she was laughing. Um, actually, we had both quit smoking and she busted a couple out of the freezer. <laughs> we <laughs> sat on the patio and did that. And, uh, and we're just overlooking Malibu, just thinking like, again, this is my life. I can't have anything normal in my life. Of course not. And anybody watching could say, I wouldn't have done that. You don't know what you would have done until you were there right. in those circumstances. And aside from that, the alternative was to roll over and just get kicked the whole time. That is not my style. That's not what I do. So um, also I was defending Camille at the time because I was under the assumption I was there as a friend. And, and her daughter's upstairs sleeping while this is going on. I'm just like, oh my God, this is just, all of it was nuts. And that's why, so you had stopped smoking. That's why you had the vape, vape, vape. Yeah. I had the vape because I quit smoking a year before and I needed to just, it's not good for you. Right. And I found this vape and then there's this whole what is that a prop? And I'm sure every time she sees one now, she understands. And that has to bug the shit out of her, which I sort of, sort of like, but, um, yeah, no, it was just nicotine and water. That's all it was. And it just helped me to take the edge off of stress. But after that night, I don't think even a vape was going to take the edge off of that stress. I was going to say you, all these cases, all this work that I you do, 
And what gets you to smoke a cigarette again? The Real Housewives of freaking Beverly I know, I know. I'm so mad at myself. It was fine though. I went right back to my vape. I still smoke my vape. I love my vape. It's my pacifier. It's just what gets me through murders and bringing through all the kids that are dying from fentanyl over the last couple of years. I read their parents and all of the people who lose children. That's my focus. So when people love me on the housewives, that's great. But in 12 years, I've read 350 people a year in those 12 years. And so thousands of people and really try and just do the work. I'm sure I could have gone back if I wanted to and done something like that again. Um, it's not my calling. That's not where I want to be. It happened. And I'm just, I'm just sort of done with it. You're actually the first Bravo ish podcaster. I've actually come on their show uh, because you do have good energy. And I just didn't feel like dealing with what people think. Yeah. 12 years ago, we didn't really have to care what strangers thought as much, no, you know, social. 30 years ago, they'd write you a letter right. if they were upset that your assistant just shredded and, you know, it doesn't matter. And now you've got people around the world that you have to care what they think. And I just, I, I don't, not when it comes to that. Um, but the people that enjoyed it and, um, really liked that I stood up for myself, it's nice to hear from them right. and I appreciate them, but, um, yeah, to me, that was just me trying to help out someone that, have, that didn't deserve my friendship. But. Literally, it all started as a friend, not even on the show, a husband, right. a house husband. Right. It was like, yo, friend, can you do me a salad and help right. my wife? Yeah. And go to this pizza party. Yeah. I love how funny that is to Beverly Hills pizza party. Oh, well, and if you watch it, she's got her pizza oven in her kitchen. And that's what they did. They had chefs making pizzas, but then they brought out this extravagant spread of food, none of which I ate because I ate before I came knowing what it sort of was going to be stressful. And I just don't eat with people I don't know or that I don't like. It's just the cowboy, I guess. That's me. not, that is, and then afterwards it aired and you were like, I'm done, Camille. We're cool. Like I see it. My kids actually thought it was hilarious. Um, my youngest daughter, when she was in a sorority, showed it to her friends. They're like, oh my God, your mom's the OG of Ape. She's so amazing. And I'm like, OG okay. So Gen Z actually likes it. Millennials struggle because it's just a different generation. Boomers judge and uh, Gen X was sort of split. But I got a lot of male fans from that show. <laughs> For, for a lot what? of military so strong and assertive and like, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And, and when I got to just say, when Faye said, well, I'm psychic and my psychic ability tells me it's like, let's look at all the mistakes you made in your life. Faye, do you really have a sixth sense? I'm thinking, no, some people would say, why would I go on the show? And I called the director the day before and said, I don't want to do your show. I don't feel good about it. I called my lawyer. I told Joe, they're like, do the show. It'll be fine. And you knew, and, and I just should have gone with that instinct. But when Faye said that there's so many things I could have said to her that would have just been below the belt. And I didn't. Um, so yeah, 
I hope she's happy wherever she is. But I, for Kyle, I hope she finds some happiness one day and recognizes it's not about what other people think about you or your fashion or your labels or your cars. It's the people around you and what you leave behind in this world that you do some good. So as far as her husband went, you know, I'm indifferent. I don't care what happens with them. She knows what problems they have and that's for her to fix or not fix hide or don't hide and just don't care. You know, you, but you were like everything. I believe everything happens for a reason, which I say that all the time, yeah. right? It's like, why yeah. does this happen? You have to find, figure out, even if it's like shit on yeah. a stick, like well, why? Yeah. People ask me, they say, do you wish you hadn't got on the show? And you know, if we're going to go back and edit our whole lives, I'm not somebody who cuts people out of my pictures that were friends and aren't friends anymore. I leave everybody in because they were somebody to me at that time. Right. And I think we learned something from our past. So for me, when I look back, what did I learn from it? Um, well, not to do it on national television. If I'm going to have a blowout with somebody, watch that. Um, don't show loyalty to people that haven't been challenged to show it for you yet, because you probably don't know what the, what their level of loyalty and friendship really is, especially if it's a spouse of somebody. I made the mistake thinking because my show made so much money for Kelsey that he would never sacrifice his kind of the queen, if you will, in chess. And, and he did. So it was just like, wow. Okay. It made me look at my life and I'm still with my husband, Joe. I love him. He was my anchor after that. He was like, it's what I love about you. He said, you've always been, you know, you've never been a doormat. You never will be. And, and he just held me tighter. So it brought us closer and our, my girls, they love that their mom is who I am. I'm like a character to them, but I'm also somebody they look up to in that. I've done so much. I've done right. so much. And even when you take it on the chin, you get up and you keep going and that's what it taught them. And that's what it, what it's done for me too. So I keep writing books and living my life and it is what it is. So for me, it doesn't affect anything because I, I mean, still have my family. You are doing so much. It's insane. Like going through your website and like, again, just like the podcast, the, you know, the YouTube, the, you know, dead university, yeah. that stuff is in, and three kids, by the way, that yeah. and married yeah. like that's insanity. I just, everything about you is just so amazing and spectacular. I that's why Joseph was like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. Let's talk. Let's talk about this a little bit. <laughs> really... I don't talk about it very often because it honestly, it's not that important of a day in my life. It's right. important to other people, but to me, it was just uh, a lesson learned. And uh, for the record, if one of Kyle's kids went missing, I would help her. Um, and aside from that, I meant ran away because <laughs> yeah. a lot of missing kids that I've worked their cases are just runaways. And I was just assuming people would understand that, but I'd still help. Sure. Right. Oh my God. I mean, 
you are, I'm like, it's incredible. The TV show, like I said, the podcast, YouTube, dead university. I was just reading, congratulations. You're here. Like you're adding to these, you're helping people. You're changing people. Again, a huge fan, just thank you outside of freaking Bravo. Just well now because you're a Buckeye. I mean, <laughs> I have another Only by marriage, but person. yes, thank you. I am. I mean, I freaking love you on that might be the ultimate why I love you. I mean, nothing <laughs> rings higher in my world than Buckeyes. So I just <laughs> to have another Buckeye fan, you, Joseph, this is just everything else has just been an added bonus by talking to you and seeing you Take so care. much. I'll see you soon. <laughs> All bye. right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.